Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm joined by Jake this week. Uh, without sort of wasting any time, I'll get straight into the results from last night as we're recording this. We're recording this on Wednesday, so obviously the Wednesday games haven't been played yet. But going back to last night, Bristol City lost 2-1 at home to Millwall. Charlton lost 1-0 at home to Huddersfield. Leeds 2-0 winners against Hull City. Middlesbrough got a deserved away point at Nottingham Forest. Preston, you know, thankfully getting off that, that bad run for us, won 2-1 at home to Fulham, and finally Stoke beat Luton 3-0. Um, I'll go to you first, Jake, for obviously your sort of standout victories, I guess, because uh, there was only one draw in there. Who was the game out of all those that I've just touched on there that really surprised you uh, from last night's results? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, noticeable ones, but I think the main one for me has got to be uh, Millwall. I think that Gary Rowett going in there. Um, it was it was a bit of a risk for him, really. It was a come down from where he's been with Derby and Stoke. Um, one that he definitely needed to rebuild his reputation. And he started really well. Um, look at their form in the last five. They've got uh, three wins, three draws. You know, they're, they're becoming difficult to beat again. Um, and just getting back to the Millwall, that, um, just getting back to being a club that teams don't want to go up against. And... Bristol City obviously won a high after winning at Fulham uh, back in the playoffs. It would have, they would have been looking to to get another win at home just to you know consolidate their position, um, and they couldn't get it. And, and Mill set up in a three four three formation, quite an attacking one. Um, I thought Wallace uh, Jed Wallace was really good for them on on the right, getting a goal and assist. We'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about him later because he was. On the stand-up players of the week, but just was a really, really good performance from uh, Millwall, uh, and they just keep picking up results and quietly uh, getting up the league table. And I did say during the summer that I thought that the recruitment that they did was really good, um, even though they lost a, a few of the you know old old season pros like Steve Morrison, uh, etc. Moving on, they brought in some really, really good players. Um, Mahoney was probably the the pick up, pick of them. Didn't play yesterday, but. I think they've got a really good squad. You know, they brought Mahoney off the bench. He's a, he's a really good player. They brought Ben Thompson off the bench. I think he's a good player. Um, and they're playing some good football. And, and Ashton Gates is not an easy place to go. And, and for them to get that win and, and go up to 12th, I think they're going to push on and, and finish in the top half quite comfortably. And I think that Gary Rowett is now back at a level where he perhaps feels comfortable. Um, and I think that he's going to take Millwall on. And, and I, just, I just think they're a really solid championship club now. Yeah, I completely agree with you with Millwall. I was actually in the pub watching the Millwall-Nottingham Forest game on Friday and I thought, you know, they were fantastic for large parts of that game. They faded sort of midway through the second half and Forest obviously went ahead. But for them to show that resiliency, I think Forest went ahead with about a minute or two to go and to get that equaliser in added time. Didn't get either of the goals, but got one assist. I thought Jeff Wallace was absolutely fantastic on Friday. And yeah, as you said last night, you know, 
really starting to sort of slowly creep their way up the table now. You know, when Rowett took over, they were sort of, I think, about 18th, 19th. And, you know, they found themselves in 12th now. And you only have to look up sort of from them to Cardiff in 8th. There's one point in it. There's, I think, four teams on the same amount of points, all with similar goal difference as well. I think there's only a goal or so in it. So, you know, they've really sort of gone about their work well in the last few weeks. And obviously... To go to Bristol City, who have been a little inconsistent at times, which you know it seems to have to say that they're fourth in the league, but they do play some you know fantastic football at times. To go to to Bristol City, obviously, I was surprised with the result, but then having remembered how well they played on on Friday, you know, not really that surprised, and it caps off you know quite a good few days for for Millwall. Obviously, if they can keep that form up by you know picking up points at home as well as away, you know they'll be looking to have that kind of season that they did, you know, a few years ago where they got into that, that playoff picture. And, you know, if this continues, uh, you know, all the evidence is there with how tight the table is this year, that they could be one of the, the dark horses coming out the other side of Christmas who does put a run together and, and move up that table quite quickly. Um, one game which stood out for me, surprise, one, I say surprising win, only in the manner which they did it. And, you know, they've been struggling down the bottom. We've touched on them quite a bit this season. And, Massive game, Stoke and Luton. Obviously, Stoke were, you know, away adrift from Luton. I think it was six points going into the game. So for them to win, quite a decisive game coming into this period of the year now. Nearly half of the season gone, and if you come out of Christmas and you're still near the bottom with sort of a six-point deficit to make up, it can be quite daunting. So massive win for them to pull, you know, a few points back on on Luton, especially. Obviously, Huddersfield got that win against Charlton, which pulls them away a little bit. Middlesbrough, as we'll touch on in a in a moment, got a, a deserved point as well at Nottingham Forest. But with those results going that way, massive win for Stoke. You know the the players that we've touched on this season so far. You know the the likes of McLean and Allen, those those Premier League players who haven't really stepped up to the plate so far. You know, getting the goals last night, Joe Allen getting two goals, McLean goal and assist, and you know they can start playing. You know, the way people expected them to when they came into this division, you know, I think they will start to, to push up the table now. But, you know, massive win for them. And, and yeah, as I said, with with the way the table is shaping up, they need to keep in contention with that pack just above the relegation zone. They don't want to get cut off too early. Um, their sort of standout wins then of the sort of the game week so far, Jake. Are there any individual performances that took, uh, stood out for you? I've got two in particular. Yeah, I had Wallace from the, the Millwall game. He was really good, goal and assist. Uh, constant thorn in Bristol City's side. And I think that he's a player having, having come through um, the lower leagues, doing quite well at Pompey before going on to Millwall. I think he's pushing on now at this level. Um, and I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't a big part of the Millwall team going forward. Um, and if he can perform like this more consistently, I think he, we're going to start soon talking about him in a in a much bigger way than we currently are. Um, and I think if you go down the Leeds game, it was a, it was a tough game for them, really. The whole were in it for for a long period, so they struggled to get a breakthrough. Um, but I thought a lot of the Leeds players were, were pretty solid, but because we rarely get a, a chance to, to pick him out on this show because they're, they're normally so dominant, I thought Kiko Casillo was really good. His distribution was, was excellent. He made a couple of key saves. Um, and he, he showed why he's a... a a player that's played at the very top level, I thought he was very short at the back and um, a big reason why Leeds managed to get that win in their recent run of, of clean sheets and their 
incredible defensive record in the league. Obviously, they've only um, conceded 10 goals in 21 games, which is just ridiculous. He, he's just a really, really good keeper. Um, and I think now we're finally seeing the value of his signing last January. I think he, he's really developed um, and got to grips with the English game. And he, he looks like a really, really good goalkeeper now. Yeah, I was going to pick out one for Leeds, actually. Again, similar reasons for you, a player, because they're so good going forwards and, you know, their position in the league at the moment. We haven't really picked out many of the sort of defensive line of Leeds. Um, but I thought Berardi was excellent last night. You know, watched quite a bit of the game, flicking between that and the Preston game, because we play Leeds in a few weeks. And wanted to see sort of how they play. And I thought Berardi was excellent. For a player that didn't really play particularly much last season, he's managed to come back into the team now and, you know, Really looks like one of the most assured players for him. He's he's played, I think, just over half of their games this season. And, and, you know, for a player who has been in and out of the side for him to come in when called upon, you know, I thought he was solid last night. Same reasons with Casilla for you, you know, kept him calm at the back and his distribution was excellent as well. And, you know, a deserved clean sheet against the whole side, which, you know, we found out firsthand a few weeks ago when they're on their day, Jared Bowen especially, and, and Krasicki, to name a couple, um, are absolutely fantastic. So, you know, great defensive perf- uh, performance from Leeds last night. Normally we associate them with, you know, going forward with that, you know, attacking prowess that they've got. But yeah, really solid at the back last night. Second one, which I'm going to pick out, only because, you know, it's his first goal back for us. I thought David Nugent was absolutely fantastic last night. For, you know, a player in his late 30s now, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. You know, ran the the forward line incredibly well. Even when we went down to 10 men, he was still putting those hard yards in with uh, sort of the way we lined up going down to 10 men. We took an extra midfielder out and and left him up top on his own. So for him to get that second goal, determination there, he won the header and didn't sort of stand there waiting for something to happen. He, He poked in ahead of the... The defender and keeper managed to tuck it away, and I think the stat last night was it was his first goal for us in I think four thousand two hundred and sixty three days, which obviously he's played away in that time. But you know, really delighted for him. He, he's come in and really sort of added quality and, and experience to our forward line, which we have been lacking in recent years. And you know, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And if he can continue playing the way he has been when he's been called upon this season, you know, I think he'll be a real sort of X factor for us going into the second half of the season. Um, but obviously I touched on there, us getting the victory last night, Jake, uh, sort of off air, we were talking opposite ends of the table. I mentioned earlier, Preston coming off the back of four defeats, four very bad defeats as well. If I'm being honest, didn't score a goal in any of them, took a couple of uh, sort of big scoreline defeats, you know, four nil away at Hull, uh, for example, Excellent for us to get the win at home to Fulham last night, who, you know, were keeping pace with that top two and, and really sort of needed a win last night. Do you think that that is the steadying of the ship now for us? Looking at the, the fixtures, we've got Luton at home uh, at the weekend, which, you know, no disrespect to Luton, but it's a great opportunity to, to back it up with two wins in two. Do you see us being able to keep sort of pace with that playoff pack now, or do you think that, that we will sort of slowly and gradually start to drop sort of further down the table to where we've been sort of accustomed to finishing over the last few years? Um, I think it's a difficult one, Preston. Um, I think that last year I thought that you'd um, finish in the top six. I went on that pretty early. Um, you're currently in the top six. I had some good form in in the first part of the season especially in front of goal that seemed to have gone away in the last few weeks but 
beating Fulham at home was was a key result. I think that um, it was important to turn the tide um, going into the Christmas period. And I think if if you look at your games coming up, that there's opportunity there. Um, I think Luton is a huge game. That's one you've got to win. That there's there's no avoiding that one. Cardiff's a difficult one uh, given their run under the new manager, but could could go away and win there. I think it'll be a tight game and and could see any three any of the three results happening in that game Leeds is tough um but heading in after that you've got home games against Reading and Middlesbrough followed that up um in the league at, at Blackburn Charlton Barnsley Swansea Wigan Stoke um Millwall Hull you know that's a really good run of fixtures um some difficult games in there but also their games at Preston should go into looking to win so if you get over this next tricky little couple of weeks if you get say four points out of your next three games that gives you a platform to go on from might drop out the playoffs but then you're in touch in distance with that really nice run of fixtures coming up um and i'd expect Preston to be in the top eight this season um if i'm looking below them in the table now they've got i'd say maybe cardiff brentford um they're the only two teams that I think are definitely better or, or have better players and, and than Preston. I think are, could finish above them. But then I look at Fulham. I think that they look a little bit ropey at the moment. Um, Bristol City aren't convincing at all. Um, Forest one win in the last five, so they're not they're not you know doing amazingly in that top six either. So it, I think you you. You should stay up there in, in that top eight, but there are a couple of teams I'd be worried about below you. But then also, you know, Forest and Bristol City, I don't think are a million miles ahead, if at all. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you sh- it, it's been a tough run, but you, you've got that win over a, a team above you and you, you now need to try and push on and just consolidate yourselves next couple of weeks. Don't lose loads, you know, just pick up a few points in those those next three games, which I think you've got a couple of tricky ones, and then you can push on. Yeah, I agree. We, I think, obviously, the Luton game, as I said, you know, no disrespect to them, but that is a game if we do have aspirations of, of being in and around that playoff picture, we should be winning. Cardiff, you know, we won there 1-0 last year. Similar time of year, actually. I think it was the the, the game in between Boxing Day and New Year, if I remember rightly. Um, so, obviously, got good sort of recent form at Cardiff. So, if we can come out of those with four points, you know, that sets us up quite nicely into, you know, the Leeds game on Boxing Day, for example, and, and, and then beyond. I think we have Reading then in between Christmas and New Year at home who are, you know, sort of down in the lower reaches of the table. So there is, you know, potential there, as you said, to pick up points. And going into January, our fixtures do sort of clear up quite a bit. And, and we do have, you know, very winnable games in that sort of first month initially coming out of Christmas. So definitely reason to be optimistic. Um and obviously, yeah, I think these next sort of three weeks or so over the Christmas period will really sort of shape our season going forwards. So moving on then to the other end of the table, um, one team which, you know, I'm still fearful for just because of, you know, their position in the league. And it'd be wrong of me to, to say they're going to be fine because they are down in 20th and that's Middlesbrough. Last two games, obviously, they got a, a win away at Charlton, a team just in and around them at the moment. I think Middlesbrough are two points behind them now and followed that up with uh, a good draw at Nottingham Forest, as you mentioned, one win in five for them. So they're going through a tricky patch at the moment. Obviously, Middlesbrough, if you look down the table, I think out of that bottom six or seven, 
maybe Huddersfield and Stoke, but obviously, you know, we've highlighted their troubles throughout the season. Middlesbrough, that team that I really thought would be higher in the league at the moment. Um, everyone else is probably where, give or take, one or two positions I thought they would be at this point. Do you see Middlesbrough over those last two games as having turned a corner now? And, and do you think Woodgate is slowly getting his message across to the players? Or are you still sort of fearful for them going into this sort of congested fixture period over Christmas and think that they'll be down in and around that relegation zone coming out the other side? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Still think it's a difficult one with Middlesbrough. I think that you know, they've stuck with Woodgate for this long. Um, the last few weeks have shown improvement. You know, they've got a couple of nice draws um to start off we've got a, a win over Barnsley which is a huge one disappointing defeats the Leeds but then followed that up with a win over Charlton in the draw against Nottingham Forest like they're in games at the moment and it seems to they seem to be playing a little bit better I think the draw at home to hold they probably would have won on another day but they got a mountain off which which kind of blew it for them there so I think there's definitely been an improvement and I, if I'm looking at other teams at the bottom, I think they're definitely better than the Barnsley. I think they're better than Luton. They're prob- probably better than Charlton, who, who are slipping down the league. So I think we might see them come up a little bit. Um, so I think they're, I think they've stuck with Woodgate for this long. So the fact they've had those shoots of recovery in the last few, few weeks, I think they've got to keep sticking with him. Um, Swansea at the weekend is going to be a huge game. I think Swansea are a team on the down. Um, Stoke... If they play, you know, they Stoke are very inconsistent. They can turn up, but they, mostly they've been pretty bad this season. And then, then they've got Huddersfield as well. So the next three games, I think, can tell us a lot about um, Jonathan Woodgate. And, and say if he picks up four points, similar to sort of Preston, if he if he picks up four points out of these games, then I think they're they're pretty well set um, to move on. It's just if you know if they get a couple of losses. Um, they might make that decision because they are still, despite the recent pickup, they're still only four points above the bottom three. Um, and, and a club like Middlesbrough can't be going down. And, you know, only Barnsley have won fewer games than them this season in the league. So it is it is a worry. But um, they're more difficult to beat than some of the other teams down there. Um, and I think that's credit to Woodgate. And, and if a few more small margins in those games that they might be sitting there on six wins and seven draws instead of four wins and nine draws and the pit table will be looking a lot nicer for them but yeah I, I think they're right to stick with him but like Preston the next three games are key in sort of determining 
um, Woodgate's future and, and where the club can hope to go on to over the next, you know, the next few months. Yeah, I think that last point you hit the nail on the head there. You look at sort of the draws uh, that they've had this season, nine, which I think is level with Millwall looking down the table at the moment. And if they'd have turned, you know, one or two of them in, into victories, um, you know, a couple of games that they have drawn that they really should have won that we've touched on on this show throughout the season. You know, they'd be level on points with Derby, for example, um, who obviously we're not talking about um, in, in a relegation sort of light at the moment. So I think obviously those small margins have gone against them at the moment. But obviously, yeah, with the attacking prowess that they do have, you know, Fletcher, um, Asombolonga, for example, you know, they really should be, you know, turning these draws into victories. And, you know, I think if they can start doing that, they will slowly pull themselves up the table. But yeah, as you said, I think these these next few games over Christmas would sort of go a long way to dictating where they are going to sort of finish, you know, come the end of the season, uh, even though we are still only about halfway through the season. Um, but moving on then, sort of before we wrap up to preview uh, and predict games for this weekend, I'll start with the early kickoff on Saturday. It's a Midlands derby, Birmingham hosting West Brom. Obviously, West Brom flying at the moment. Only lost one game all season and Birmingham sort of in mid-table at the moment. How do you see the game going? Do you think West Brom can go there and, you know, keep that momentum going? Or do you think that Birmingham, with it being a derby, will raise their game and and take something from it? I've, I've backed against... Birmingham for most of the season. I think they're slightly better than what I thought they would be under Pep Cotet, but this West Brom team are, are unbelievable. Um, and I really don't see that changing um, this week. I think you know they just keep winning games. Only lost once all season. Got so many attacking players. Uh, I think they should beat. Um, they should have enough to beat Birmingham this one. So I'm going to say a West Brom win. Yeah, I think West Brom win as well. I think it is going to be a tight game. Obviously, Derby's, you know, for the most part are. Birmingham have been, you know, a bit hit and miss this season, but, you know, they're, they're where they are in the table. I think, you know, not too far outside the playoffs with how tight it is. I think six points. You know, they're there on merit. Looking at their sort of form this season, eight wins, four draws, eight defeats, you know, very inconsistent uh, or consistent to the point where they win and draw. It's sort of the same amount of games. But I think, you know, West Brom with the way they're playing this season and, and looking at the lineup that they've put out tonight away at, at Wigan, um, as we're recording this, they've rested quite a few players, you know, the likes of Dan Garner and, and Pereira uh, from the start. So you'd, you'd think they would be automatic starters if they weren't going to be anyway for the weekend. So they'll be coming into it well rested. And, and I think, yeah, West Brom are going to have a bit too much for them on the day, but I don't think they'll run away with it. I think it'll be a tight game, but yeah, I think West Brom will just, We'll just squeeze it. Um, moving in then to the second game, two teams that you know we've touched on so far this season been a bit inconsistent. Um, obviously, Brentford and Fulham. Um, Fulham coming off that defeat to us, and the and you know a couple of draws here and there over the last few weeks. Brentford, you know, can go from beating Luton seven nil one week to you know losing at home the following week. But every time Brentford play at home, though, I, I do fancy them. You know, I think especially as a Preston fan, it's one of the most tricky places to go in the league, sort of from our point of view. How do you see that game going? Obviously, Brentford just outside the playoffs, so one that they would be looking to win. Do you think Fulham can bounce back from that defeat to us uh, last night and, and get back to winning ways? It's obviously uh, another derby game, so it's going to be interesting to see how this one goes. Um, West London derby. Brentford, uh, 
I still think Brentford are one of the top six teams in this division. Um, if you look at they got a plus fourteen goal difference, which 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 is the third best in the league. Only conceded sixteen goals, which is less than a goal every every game. Um, really, really good record there. Um, their attack isn't as great, but if you look at the players they've got, you think it's definitely going to improve. They've got you know Ben Rama and Buemo, um, Ollie Watkins. There's some really really talented players there. So. Um, and and with Fulham, I think they've got the the star power in attack, but there's some real doubts about their uh, game management and their um the defence. And I think we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. Um, and and I think it's been a theme this season where they've been winning games and, and perhaps not being convincing, but winning based on on the quality of Mitrovic and Knockart and and Kearney. And and when it, but I still don't think they're a great team. They're de- they're nowhere near the Fulham team that went up a couple of years ago. And I think that. Last couple of weeks have have shown some some issues with with Fulham, um, especially against the, the the better teams in this league. So so those those that they're going to be compete against in that top eight, um, I think there's some real shortcomings um, of Scott Parker as a manager and as a defence and just the the balance of the team. And I think we've all seen that in the last couple of weeks. Um, and for that reason, I think Brentford are going to win this. I think that they're like I said, they're normally reliable at home. Um, and I think they are slightly under their results are slightly underperforming what what they perhaps deserve based on on their performances. If that, that defensive record and, and that goal difference is really really good, so I think they they're going to come on strong. Um, I I'm expect them to finish in the top six, and I think they're going to beat Fulham. Yeah, I agree with you on this one as well. I think you know Brentford, as as you mentioned, great going forwards have been a bit inconsistent at times this year, which is why they find themselves out of the playoffs at the moment. But that is one of the most difficult places to go. You know, the the crowd is so close to the pitch and it's, you know, always a great atmosphere at Brentford whenever I've gone, especially. And, you know, looking at Fulham last night, they do look a little bit leggy. Whether Tom Kearney is going to be back for, for the Brentford game remains to be seen. He, he missed last night against us, you know, with a, a minor injury. Uh, Adoy was sent off uh, probably one of the worst attempts at going for a, a header I've ever seen in my life. So uh, I think some Fulham fans were wanting to overturn it, but I can't see that happening. Um, so obviously, if Kearney and Adoy are out, that's, you know, two of their sort of first 11, I'd, I'd say, sort of on paper, missing the game and coming in, you know, off a, a couple of sort of iffy results as well. So I think, yeah, I'm going to say the same as you and, and Brentford will, you know, pick up the victory in this one. Just can't see past Brentford at home, if I'm being honest, uh, every time I watch them. Um, and then moving into the last game then that we've got for the predictions, which is also on Saturday at three o'clock, Wigan against Huddersfield. Talked about sort of a few teams in the last two predictions there that are at the top of the league. Wigan and Huddersfield down the other end, two teams that are in and around that relegation picture. Obviously, Wigan needing a win, sort of now, you know, starting to get cut adrift with Barnsley as well. Huddersfield found themselves just outside. Obviously, the Cowlers have come in, come in and done fantastically well so far to sort of turn their form around somewhat. How do you see the game going, Jake? Do you think that Huddersfield will go to Wigan and be able to get something, or do you think that Wigan will be able to, you know, go into that home game and sort of take points off Huddersfield? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a very interesting game. Um, I think Huddersfield, there's been a definite improvement, but th- there's still issues there um, in the squad. 
and I think it's going to be a slow build for for the Cowley brothers. I think they should have enough to stay up, but will be tough. And I think with Wigan, um, I think they need to to get a result soon um, for Paul Cook not to to be under threat. Really, um, we've had a few disappointing ones. Losing to Luton was particularly bad. Um, so yeah, I think this this is a huge game for both teams. I, I, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I can't call it. I'm not confident on Wigan, and and I'm still not confident on Huddersfield really. So yeah, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I'm going to differ from you in this. So uh, you know, either way, one of us will, will sort of hopefully come out on top in terms of results um, and predictions. I'm going to go for a Huddersfield win here. I think Wigan have been sort of that poor so far this season that you know I think. Huddersfield with obviously the way the Cowleys have gotten playing um, you know which is a lot better than how they started the season um, coming off the back of that last gas 1-0 win away at Charlton as well last night as we're recording this I think they'll go into that game with you know a lot of optimism um, Wigan for the same reason a very tricky home game tonight with West Brom opposite ends of the table so I'd expect they'd come out of that or go into sorry the weekend game with a defeat under their belts from the from the West Brom game tonight. So I think just looking at, at sort of recent form there, I think Huddersfield will be buoyed by that and, and turn up at Wigan and you know put a shift in and, and get three points. But I think yeah, as you said, I think it will be close. But I think Huddersfield may just edge it for me. Um, but with that, we're at a time. If you want to let anyone know, Jake, any sort of socials you're involved in, anything like that, now's a good time. Yeah, and get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. Um, I write for EPL Index, and I feature on the Premier League show on this channel, so check that one out as well. Yeah, and you can follow me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers, and you can follow us on the show, which is at Championship Pod. Each week's episode is the pinned tweet, so obviously give us a follow and you won't miss an episode. Um, cheers for joining me today, Jake. Uh, hopefully get Louis back on next week if he's feeling better, and we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.